We find our five people, yes, getting there maybe. All right, maybe got a couple more to meet. All right, um, so um, if you don't know me, uh, my name is uh, Buchanan Jackson, and I'm the uh, Life Groups Pastor here. And, uh, well, let's do this. Um, go ahead and get in your Bibles to Genesis uh, chapter 1. Hopefully that'll be easy to find for you. Um, Genesis chapter 1. Uh, obviously, by now, hopefully everybody has heard um, about a preacher situation and the, and the small fire he had at his house. So, obviously, uh, he's got some stuff he's got to work on and get taken care of. So, he's taking care of that stuff this week. My understanding is he will be back Sunday. So, I'm excited about that. Uh, unfortunately, I had to miss Sunday. I had a stomach bug. Uh, hopefully, nobody's had to deal with that. And uh, I guess you are glad that I'm up here and not <laughs> sitting beside you. Uh, but I think I'm good, right? <laughs> right, honey? I'm good. Okay. <laughs> uh, but y'all continue to pray for him. Uh, uh, you know, obviously, we all know that there was nobody hurt or, or injured or anything like that, which I'm thankful for that. But, um, you know, there's just, there's just stuff you got to get done. And uh, it's going to be probably, a, a, you know, take weeks and months and the whole deal to figure the whole thing out, so continue to pray for him, uh, but hopefully uh, uh, you'll be encouraged tonight. I'm, I'm excited about what God's going to um, talk to us tonight. If you're Genesis 1, say amen. amen. All right, we're going to read one verse, uh, Genesis one twenty-seven. Genesis one twenty-seven. It said, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. Read that one more time. So God created man in his own image, and in the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Lord, I thank you for this day. Lord, I'm so thankful for, um, for your word. Uh, Lord, how true and how uh, meaningful and impactful it can be into our lives. Uh, no matter what is going on in our lives, Lord God, we can look into your word uh, and it helps us. And Lord, I'm thankful for that. Uh, Lord, I'm thankful for um, for our pastor, Lord, and Lord for your um, your your hand of grace on him and his family uh, over this past weekend. Uh, Lord, I pray that, that that all the things that they need to get done um, uh, to replace the things that need to be replaced or fix the things that need to be fixed, Lord God, that that will come uh, quickly and easy. And uh, and this would be a very light burden for his family, Lord God. Uh, and Lord, I'm just thankful for tonight, Lord. I understand the. The, the immense uh, place that I'm in, that I'm filling a, uh, a place of, a, of a, a great man of God and a person who leads this church very well. And Lord, I'm so thankful for an opportunity, Lord God, to stand here. Lord, I need you. Uh, Lord, without you, I, I, there's no reason to even stand up here. Um, the reason that, that, that we are here is to proclaim the goodness of you, to open up your word and say and show how great and wonderful you are and how we can take what we hear tonight and apply it to our lives, and ultimately, Lord God, become more like you in the process. So, Lord God, I just pray that you would anoint me, use me. Um, Lord, let us all have, including me, Lord God, let us all have open hearts, uh, open ears, and open minds, Lord God, to whatever you have to show for us. And Lord, we just love you, we thank you, we pray all these things in your great, wonderful, holy name, the greatest name of all, that Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, you may be seated. You may be seated. Um, 
You're probably looking at the outline, and, and, and I will say, I'm not, I don't typically do outlines. I don't put them out there. I wasn't trying to trick you. I promise you, I, maybe you were wondering, hey, we got outlines tonight. Maybe a preacher's here, okay? Uh, I wasn't trying to trick you, I promise you. Uh, but it was one of those things that, that, that I guess I had enough points <laughs> to actually have an outline. Uh, usually I'm one, two, three points, and I'm done, and it doesn't really merit an actual whole uh, page. But I, I even got to a point to where you had to actually staple the outline, okay? So you're getting two pages tonight. But um, the title of the message is Don't Be Yourself. And I know you're looking at that going, that is a crazy, crazy, crazy title. And it is a little bit, okay? But I promise you, when we kind of get into the message, you'll kind of understand what I'm talking about. Um, I'm not big on titles. I'm not that creative. But, um, but don't be yourself. So let me ask you a couple questions. Um, yeah, or some scenarios. Now, you've probably heard someone say to you, or has been said to you, uh, just be yourself. Or... Um, be true to yourself. Maybe you've heard that before, okay? Just be yourself, be true to yourself. Uh, basically, what they're trying to say is don't change who you are because of what someone says or thinks. All right, so that's one scenario. Or uh, maybe someone points out like a character flaw, like, hey, you need to really work on this, and this may be an issue in your life. Or maybe there's a, a, the way your personality clashes with their personality, and hey, you, if you would kind of change this, maybe it would, people would receive it a little bit better. And, uh, and, w- and what do we sometimes say? Well, you know, I'm just a creature of habit. Uh, that, that translation of that, of, I've always been this way, and it would just be too hard to stop, right? <laughs> okay, I'm a creature of habit. Or I'm a product of my environment. You ever heard that before? I'm a product of my environment. Maybe you've said that. And basically, uh, I'll give you an example. Like someone would say, well, you know, uh, in my situation, um, no one ever showed affection to me as a kid, so I don't show affection to my family. All right, I'm a product of my environment. My, my dad never said I love you, so I don't say I love you. And, and so we say those kind of things. Or, um, I love this one, uh, it is what it is. <laughs> Look, you got some areas you need to work on, and you're like, well, sorry, it is what it is. So that translation is whatever the it is, <laughs> it is. <laughs> okay, I, I never really understand that saying. All right, uh, uh, here's a good one. This is me. This is me, like it or lump it. Has anybody ever heard like it or lump it? Yes. Anybody under the age of 35 that's ever heard like it or lump it? Okay. I said that today to somebody who's under the age of 35, and they'd never heard that before. I felt so old, like it or lump it. And then I said, or maybe the other version, which is, uh, that's just me, take it or leave it. All right, maybe you've heard that a lot more, okay? I like like it or lump it, but (laughs) whatever. All right, and that says that, that, that either you like me or you don't, (laughs) <laughs> but it really doesn't matter to me, okay? <laughs> this, I am who I am, this is who I am, so whatever. So we get kind of all wrapped up in our own self-identity that we're really unwilling to change. This is who I am, this is who I've always been, this is who I'm always going to be, all right? You like it, great. If you don't like it, fine, but this is me. Or, or we care so much about the opinions of others that we try to change everything so that we can make everybody happy and like us a little bit more. All right, so there's three different scenarios, three different scenarios. Hey, be yourself, you know, be yourself. I've got to fix this. I'm sorry. It's kind of coming off my face. Um, just be yourself. Or, you know, we make excuses about I'm a creature of habit. I'm, uh, this is just, you know, a product of my environment, or it is what it is. Or we, we, we hear what people say, and we, we're too busy trying to please everybody and try to become everything that everybody wants us to be. All right, so for the, all those three scenarios, raise your hand if you've either, either said that or heard that before. 
Okay, good. We're all on the same page, okay? There were some people who didn't raise their hand. Wow, <laughs> you're an awesome person. <laughs> I just want you to know that, okay? There's people that have said that about me, and I've said that to other people. Okay, uh, so let's talk about this a little bit. Um, if you were here last time, uh, a couple weeks ago, we, we got 10 minutes. Uh, I got 10 minutes. Uh, Brother Joel got 10 minutes. He did an awesome job. And then Preacher got the 40 minutes, which obviously he always does an awesome job. So, you know, I was, I was happy about that. I was like, man, I get my time, but then I get to sit down and hear some real preaching, okay? Um, but um, I talked to you a little bit about what I'm kind of dealing with right now and, and, and was really kind of a blind spot in my life, which is pride. Uh, I, I, I didn't see it. I, I think I knew there was some in there, but I really didn't see it to the full extent until I kind of stepped back and looked at my life. And, and so that's been an area of weakness, an area of improvement for my life. And, uh, but I've been having a little hard time finding balance there. Here's this issue I have in my life that I've got to fix. There's something in my life that needs to change. There's something about my character that needs a little bit more honing. And so what I struggle with is, okay, I can look at myself and I can go the total opposite over here and try to become everything everybody wants me to be or everything I think that everybody expects me to be that what, what, hum, what true humility looks like, if that makes, makes sense. So I'm over here, but then I struggle with that, okay, but I don't want to lose my identity and who I am. Like, I, like this is Buchanan Jackson, this is who I am, and so um, because I, I'm that way, and, and so it's almost like we have these two extremes that, that we're having to work through, because even on the, on the humility side, you can kind of go too hard with humility, and it almost comes like false humility if that makes sense. You're like trying too hard to be humble. And then it comes off fake and not genuine, okay? So on two different things. So, so basically where I am right now in this whole, whole pride thing and what God's doing with the whole pride thing is I'm on two different extremes. I'm on two different let's go over. Let's go over the humble side. <laughs> Isn't that bad when you have pride and then you go to the humble side first? Okay? <laughs> All right, so, so, so I'm over here on the humble side. So what I'm going to do is I want to go super humble. So because I want to go super humble, um, I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be as loud, loud and boisterous. Uh, I'm a little loud. I know somebody, some, some people might know that. Uh, some people are going to laugh about that because I'm a little loud. I, I get that. Um, I'm not the only one. There's other people that are loud down our office hallway. Um, but uh, <laughs> not that we don't get in trouble every once in a while. Like, we're just like, you've got to keep it down. We're like, this is our natural voice. We can't keep it down. Uh, so I'm going to go super humble. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to totally not even think about myself, even, even to the point of just like making fun of myself. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not smart. Um, I'm not talented. Um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm probably not even good at this whole ministry thing. I think they just, you know, keep me around because of the stuff they don't want to get done or don't have, not, not get done. That sounded bad. Like I don't get stuff done. Um, you know, I'm just here for the grunt work, that kind of thing. So I'm over here. Uh, I don't. Oh, I don't want to come off as, as, uh, as, as, as too arrogant or prideful. So I'm just going to kind of keep quiet. And and uh, and what's bad about that is when you're a really loud person, you get quiet. There's people that come to you and say, "Okay, what's wrong?" or "Are you sick?" <laughs> they don't like when when a loud person gets quiet. Um, they think there's something wrong with you. Uh, you're either you're either you're either tired, sick, or depressed. One of the, one of the three things. Uh, so I'm going to be over here, and I'm going to be super humble man and all this kind of stuff. But, but all the things that I think that, and, and I'm not going to show a lot of emotion. I'm not going to show a lot of energy. 
uh, I, just, I just don't want to be some, I don't want anybody to perceive that I'm one way or another, okay? I want, I want to just think that, that, you know, Buchanan's this, I, I don't know much about Buchanan, but at least I know he's not prideful, okay? So we got this side where, where, it's, where it's, you know, I'm going to shut everything down. I'm going to try to do everything I can to be this perfect what everybody wants me to be, okay? So we got that side. Then we come over to the other side over here, okay? So that's, let's, let's say that's super humble side. All right. Um, now, on the other side is the, the mentality of me going, okay, this, this is me. This is who I am. I'm not going to lose who I am. I'm loud. <laughs> and some of y'all don't like that. <laughs> and I understand that. But it's just me. I'm a loud guy. Um, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, uh, to say that, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be quiet. I'm going to talk. Um, I'll try to check up on this whole pride thing. Uh, but really, you know what? This is me. And, and I'm going to have fun, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and, and on and on and on. Um, to, they're both extremes, okay? It, I think we feel like we have to either go one way or the other. Because here's the deal. There's some people over here that look at me and hear me loud and, and boisterous and all that kind of stuff, and they're like, man, that dude is arrogant. Man, that dude is conceited. <laughs> Don't be laughing at that. I mean, if you, if you really think that, that's horrible. Um, but th- this is what that dude is. But, you know, there's people that know me like this that, that, that know I'm in- incredibly compassionate and incredibly kind, um, incredibly caring, okay? Now, when, when I'm on that side sometimes, when I'm quiet and, and I don't want to say much, don't want to do much or whatever, you call me snobby. <laughs> you call me stuck up. <laughs> um, you say, I'm not saying you say these things, if, if you do, you say them behind my back, and I'm okay with that, okay? If anybody was ever wondering about that, please say stuff behind my back. I can't take it to my face, all right? Um, but but, but what, I'm trying to, what I'm trying to paint here is that it's a no-win situation, right? Okay? If I'm over here and I'm being Buchanan all the time, well, Buchanan's a little annoying. I get that, all right? But if I'm, if I'm super quiet, you know, somber, don't want to say anything, yeah, whatever you want, I understand. Yes, I'll do better at that. Y'all don't like that either, okay? Y'all would be like, man, this is like Mr. Compliant Man, and I didn't, I, I didn't like Buchanan, but I really don't like this Buchanan, okay? So, so here's the deal. If it, there's two different extremes, two different extremes right here, and I think we feel like we have to pick one side or the other, when really there's a third option. It's not that we have to cre- become and create ourselves to be this picture of what everybody wants us to be and be this super person or that we have to be like you know what they like me they like me if they don't they don't and come over here and be that way saying hey this is me like it or lump it okay so those are two extremes so basically what I want to do is is when we see a place in our lives that needs to change something needs to change I hope everybody is all uh, on, on the same page here I am not the person that I need to be today. There are things in my life that need to get better. All right? Would everybody agree with that? Please say amen. Okay. Because <laughs> if y'all all got it together, I promise you, I will sit down here, all the rest of y'all can come up here, and I will listen to y'all for the rest of the night. There are things I have to do to get better. So what is the basis of how we change or why we change or when we should change? Okay? So we need to ask ourselves two questions. Two questions. Now, the first question is this. When it comes to, do I need to change? Is there something in my life that needs to be different? 
The first question is, is this going to bring me closer to the purposes that I was created for? Is this going to bring me closer to the purposes that I was created for? So if you have your outline, this is number one. We're going to look at the creation purposes. Creation purposes. <clears throat> now, for every single point, I have a verse. Here, here, let, me, let, me be, let me be completely transparent. Um, I ha, I, I've, been, I've been struggling with this whole thing of, of how do I balance the, I don't want to lose myself, but I also want to grow. I've been, I've been battling that for about a week or two, um, and, I, and it's almost been a struggle. And so for me, it was when I was, when it was like, hey, I need you to cover for me tonight. And I was like, okay, <laughs> where are we going? And, and this was really stirring in my heart and stirring in my mind. And so I, basically what I did is I, I went to the Bible and figured out what the Bible says about what, what I need to do in this situation. Uh, and so in every single one of these points, we're going to look at Bible. We're going to look at Bible. We're going to look at Bible. We're not walking through Genesis 1. That was more kind of a springboard verse for us. But we're going to look at Bible and what does the Bible say when it comes to uh, our basis for changing these things, okay? So it says Genesis 5.1, talking about creation purposes. This is, the this is the book of the generation of Adam. In the day that God created man, in the likeness of God, made he him, okay? So ultimately, our, our, our goal or why we were created was because we were, we, well, let me just say this, or not why we were created, I'll get to that. But when we were created, we were created in the image of God. Okay, we were created in the likeness of Him. All right, so what are the creation purposes? Now, one of the things is, A, is we're created, created for His glory. We're created for His glory. Isaiah 43, 7. Even everyone that is called by my name, for I have created him for my glory. I have formed him, yea, I have made him. So for I have created him for my glory. So the first reason why we were created was we were created for the glory of God. Now y'all have heard that a lot. I don't know you've heard that a lot. We've been talking about that a lot. But it's something we cannot lose. We have to understand what is the glory of God or what is, what is, what is God giving glory? Basically, whatever we do, we were created to make God look good. For, for, for people to look at us and our life and not say, wow, look at Buchanan or look at Tara or look at Junior or look at Stacy. We weren't created for them to look at these individuals. We were created so that people could look at us and really for God to even look at himself and say, wow, what a God. You know, we have, we have the days of creation and he says, it's good, it's good, it's good. At the very end of it, he says, you know what? It's very good. You know who he was bragging on? Himself. <laughs> okay? God wants the glory. He wants all the glory. It is all about him. It is always will be about him. It's about him. He, he created us for his glory. Created for his glory. So that's one thing. Okay, the next thing is he created, we are created for good works. We are created for good works. <clears throat> it says Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. For by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So obviously that, that salvation is through faith, not through works, okay? 
But give me on this one, okay? Number Now 10, for we are his workmanship, creating Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. So not only were we created for his glory, for him to look at, at, at us and for others to look at us and say, wow, what a God, but we are also created for good works. God has a purpose and plan and a use for our lives that he wants to get, he wants to accomplish his goals and his purposes and his desires and his wishes and his dreams for your life, but ultimately for the kingdom of God, he has a plan to use you for good works, okay? So, so you are an instrument in God's hands for him to say, okay, I'm going to use you for good works, all right? So we have, we have created for his glory, we have created for good works. Now, let me say this. We're gonna, we're gonna, we, there's three of them on there. There's a lot of reasons why God created us. I get that. Okay? But we're going to look at just three in particular and see how it bases upon how we change. All right? Now, see, we are created for God's pleasure. We are created for God's pleasure. That's C. Revelation 4.11 this is, this is the 24 elders that are around the throne. They're, they're putting their crowns before the Lord. And they said, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. Okay? So we are created for God's pleasure. We are created to please Him. We are created so that He can look and say, That pleases me. Now, th- this is a crude illustration, but um, I was a big toy guy when I was a kid, okay? Um, I know a lot of kids, you're like, every kid likes toys, okay? I love toys. I really like toys. Um, I'm an only child. Um, now, I have a half-sister. <laughs> don't, don't judge me yet, okay? <laughs> I have a half-sister. I, did, I never lived with her. I uh, saw her on in, uh, Christmas and, and, uh, and, and, and uh, summers. She was younger than me, but I'm an only child. When you're the only child, I understand that, I, the spoiled brat syndrome, I got it. Um, every time we went to, to uh, Kmart, Target, or Walmart, I got a toy. Every single time. Um, I, I know that's bad, okay? <laughs> you're like, you were spoiled. I get you, I got it, all right? <laughs> um, but I got a toy every single time. I had a lot of toys. I had a lot of toys. And I had so many toys that pretty much... I had so many toys that I could do anything I wanted with those toys because if I messed it up or broke it or whatever, guess what? I'm getting a new toy next week, okay? But, but here's the deal. Those toys were for my pleasure alone. I could do anything with those toys that I wanted to, right? Okay? If I wanted to go, if I wanted to go um, you know, throw it across the yard, I could do that. If I, if I wanted to take his arms off. Um, I play with action figures, by the way. They're not dolls. They're action figures. Ask Clayton Dodd. They're action figures. Okay? Um, so I would, don't, don't, don't even start with me about that. Okay? I did not play with dolls. Um, I did have a, a Cabbage Patch Kid, but that was, that was, uh, that was uh, one time. Why did I say that? Man. Um, his name was Patrick Roberts, by the way. So, okay, now we got that out of the way. Okay? Um, whew. I also had a pound puppy. That was fun, too. Who, please tell Anybody have pound puppies? Okay, I had a pound puppy. Okay, all the girls are raising their hands. Love that. Okay. <laughs> so um, I had a pound puppy, but I, I was really into uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, yes. All right. I'm, I, think I, got my man, I think I got my man card back. Okay. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I had every single turtle. I had every single um, enemy, every single car, anything, all that kind of stuff. 
But those toys for my pleasure and my pleasure alone. I could do whatever I wanted to with those toys. Those toys had no, 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 uh, <laughs> that'd be kind of weird too, but they didn't have any choice in the matter, okay? They didn't get to discuss it with me. Now, it wasn't like Toy Story, you know, the, the toys didn't talk to me, um, which I guess the, that you judge me for other reasons if I said my toys talked to me, but whatever. Um, I'm going downhill with this illustration, but it's all right. Hey, <laughs> that's okay. Uh, uh, Brother Jeff said, hey, when you see the, see the airport and land the plane, I think I'm going to crash it into the ground, so it's okay. But, um, but what, the reason why I'm saying that is really what God wants to do with your life is really none of your business. Because it's for his pleasure alone. If, it, if, if it's his pleasure, you're in a dead-end job right now. But if it's for his pleasure that he wants you to stay in that dead-end job for the next 40 years because he has a reason for you being in that dead-end job and that brings him pleasure, it's his full right to keep you there. Boy, this is such an encouraging message, isn't it? <laughs> okay? But, but we were created for God's glory to make him look good. We were created for good works, for, for, for him to accomplish things through us. And we are created for God's pleasure. So let's, let's use an example. Let's use an example about, okay, what, what do I need to do? Do I need to change? <laughs> or do I need to do something different? Um, let's use an example, okay? Um, inviting people to church. Inviting people to church. Okay, this is a pretty cool church, right? I like Tillman Baptist Church. All right, yeah, I, I thought I'd get a better response. I'm telling your pastor that you are like, yeah, it's an okay church, you know, whatever. Um, Inviting people to church. Now, let's see if this lines up with the purposes in which he created us, okay? So, do we need to invite people to church? With the, well, I, I, okay, <laughs> don't get ahead of me, okay? All right, um, okay, we need to invite people to church. We get that, okay? I understand that. But let's see it from the lens of, it is, are, okay, is this going to bring me close to the purposes that I was created for, okay? So, does inviting someone to church bring glory to God? Is it a good work, and does it please God? I would say in all those situations, yes, right? Okay, I think, I, think it, I think it brings glory to God when we say, hey, come to my church to hear about Jesus Christ or come to my church to fellowship with other believers. I think God says that makes me look good. When you go talk about, God, about me and how God's showing up in this church on a regular basis, that makes him look good, okay? Um, it, the, the act of, of inviting someone and encouraging someone to take that step into church if they're not church or whatever it may be, that that's a good work. And, and, and I believe that pleases him. That pleases him. Okay? So I would say yes. But if I'm being honest, I struggle with inviting people to church. Ooh. A church staff member just said he inv- struggles inviting people to church. Now, here's the reason why. I'm naturally shy. Now, don't, okay. My goodness. We're going to do something with this front row, Brother Jeff. Um, so, uh, but I'm naturally shy. Y'all may, y'all may not think that. That's fine. Once I, once I know you, we're buddies. We're good. If I don't know you, I'm scared of you. I'm just being straight up. I, I, I get nervous about that. Uh, it's, uh, walking around this auditorium on a Sunday morning, I try to see new faces and talk to people and all that kind of stuff. But if you've never met me and I've never met you, and I go up and I shake your hand, that's a big deal. Okay? Because I'm really nervous that you're going to to either say something bad about me or I'm going to say something stupid, okay? Probably the other thing, I'm going to say something stupid, but I, I, I'm, I'm just shy. So here's the deal. So since I'm shy, I guess God just gives me a pass on inviting people to church because he wants me to be true to myself. 
Now, that sounds weird, doesn't it? Okay? No, he expects me to do it, right? He expects me to do it. We, we must do what we are created to do. So it's irrelevant if, it, if it's, that's, that's me, if that's Buchanan Jackson. If it's according to the reason that, that he created us for a purpose, that, that the purpose that he has, that he created me to do this, if, if what I'm doing is bringing glory to God or is producing good works or is for his pleasure, it doesn't matter if it's me or not. It doesn't matter if, it, if it's, if it's I, I, I feel comfortable doing that or not. I don't have a choice in the matter, right? It's what I'm supposed to do. It's part of the purpose because he created me and I'm supposed to do those things. All right? So now it would be easy, <laughs> it would be really easy, I guess, to stop here and just pray that we'd be more like God who created us to be. But here's the problem, okay? Being created by God is not enough to bring change into our life. Okay? Now, the reason why I say that is because everybody on planet Earth has that in common. All right? We've all been, we're all, we all are created beings. We get that, all right? Now, here's the problem. This is why it's not going to change our lives, because we're still the flesh, right? And I don't know about you, but, 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 but my flesh doesn't look at godly things and says, yeah, let's do more of that. It doesn't do that. I have to fight with my flesh on a daily basis because my flesh is pulling me one way and my spirit is pulling me another, okay? So, so we're in this place going, okay, I, I, I've got to do these things, but it's not bringing about change. So we can't be motivated by just being a created being. But it, and it's still true, I get it's still true, but our flesh will fail us. Or let me say, it does fail us over and over and over and over multiple times. All right, so it's not just about is how we were created, is that a basis for change? But the second question is, the first question was, is this going to bring me close to the purposes that I've created, I was created for? But the second question is, am I looking and acting more like Jesus Christ? So this is another filter or lens to think, do I need to change something? Do I need to do something different? Is this something I'm supposed to be doing? So we say, okay, that's one question. The second question, am I looking and acting more like Jesus Christ? So number two is there's, there are conforming processes. There are conforming processes. And we'll kind of talk through what, 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 what conforming means. We've talked about that a lot. You know, if you've been in church, the conforming or, or transforming or, or molding to, okay? That's what the word conforming means. So A, if you're taking notes, process of being First of all, there's a process of being conformable. Process of being conformable. And I'll explain this when we read this verse. You don't think that's a real word, but it is. Okay, Philippians 3, 8 through 10. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord. For I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ. And be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. Okay? So I don't have my own righteousness, I need the righteousness of Christ. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable, conformable, excuse me, unto his death. Unto his death. Okay? So this is kind of a, a three-step process here. All right? So the conforming process. First of all, we've got to be at a place where we are conformable. Now, how do you become conformable? You have to have Christ. 
God can't change you unless you belong to him. All right? Uh, and let me say this. You can't fix yourself. I think we're getting this no- notion that we can fix ourselves. I'm, I'm, I'm just flesh and bone. <laughs> there is nothing good in me. My righteousness is filthy rags. I can't fix myself. All right? I, can't, I can't will myself to fix myself. Now, I will say this. God can change me. All right? I can't fix myself, but God can change me. What brings about change in my life is when God convicts me about something, and then I choose to do something about it. So there is a process in there, but it's not that I can fix myself on my own because I'm broken. Okay? I, the only righteousness I have is his righteousness. So it's, it's through him. All right? So there's a process of being conformed. We need a Savior. We need a Savior. That's the first thing, okay? We need a Savior. We need to be conformed unto his death. We need to have, some, have something that brings us together with him. All right? The next thing is there's a process of not conforming to the world. There's a process of not conforming to the world. Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So not only do we need to become conformable, but we, don't, we need to conform to the right things. We, need, we don't need to conform to the world. Now, one thing when we look at what, do we need to change or not, if I start to look at my life and I go, is this more like the world? I'm going the wrong direction. Okay? Our, our Christian lives, our Christian lives should not look more and more like the world. The longer we're saved, the more we grow in Christ, the more our lives should look contrary and different to the world. Okay? So we don't need to be conformed to the world, but be transformed. Then finally, once we're, okay, we're conformable, we need a Savior. We don't need to conform to the world, so what do we conform to? So there's a process of conforming to the image of His Son. There's a process of conforming to the image of His Son. Romans 8, 26 through 29. And the reason why, we're going to go to 29, but I wanted you to get the full context of the verse. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not that we should pray as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which we cannot be uttered, which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the heart knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to them, that love God to them who are called according to his purpose for, for a reason. We all like to re- quote Romans eight twenty eight and say everything's going to work out. Everything's going to be just okay. All right? You've got to keep reading the verse to understand exactly why that's happening. Okay? All right? This is not the verse to claim that everything's going to work out and be fine. Okay? The reason why these things, these things work the way they need to work and, 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 and for the good is for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be, be the firstborn among many brethren. <clears throat> the goal for the... When, when we use that verse, that Romans 8.28, well, everything's going to work out, and then it doesn't, and then we question God about it, okay? First of all, let's think about this. They're going to work out for good, for the good. Who's good? <laughs> Not ours, right? 
We've already established that. We've already established that it's not about it's not about God sitting up in heaven going, hmm, how can I just make Buchanan's life a little bit easier? I'm thankful for the blessings that he pours upon me and my family. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that 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 his uh, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. I'm thankful for that. But he's not up in heaven going, hmm, I need to make all this work together because this is what Buchanan wants. He's looking out for the good. Sometimes the good is not what we want, right? We've all had situations where we, we prayed and we prayed and we prayed. God, give us that house. God, give us that um, job. God, give us uh, that, that man or that woman. <laughs> uh, and then you got into it. <laughs> and then you said, this isn't good. <laughs> all right? Uh, the car breaks down. Uh, the, the house is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to date myself again, I guess, the money pit. Uh, good old Tom Hanks and uh, who was the other person? Um, Sally. Sally Fields. Thank you very much. Okay, um, shows how much I watch that movie. Uh, but you know, the the house breaks down. It's a money pit, and oh man, that that person I love, boy, I just I just wanted to be with her. I wanted to be with him, and then you got him. <laughs> then you wanted to give him back. <laughs> okay. I hate talking about that kind of stuff because my wife is like going, what? <laughs> I, I love my wife and I want to keep her, okay? I'm, this is, this, I've, not, I've not had that situation. Now, let me say, there's, there, were, there were, never mind, I'm not going that direction either. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about old girlfriends over here going, yeah, I wanted to get rid of them. Don't talk about old girlfriends in front of your wife either. Okay, here we go. But um, it's for your good. It's for your good. And the goal is not to, to make sure that Buchanan Jackson has a happy, wonderful, easy life. That's not the end goal. The end goal is for God to say, I want to be able to look at you one day and say, you know what? I'm starting to see my son. I'm starting to see the image of him. That's what his goal is. His goal is to to conform me into the image of his son. And I don't know about you, I've read it, and he does some cool stuff, but it wasn't easy for Jesus. Okay? He went through a lot. He went to Calvary for me and you for our sins and died on an old rugged cross. Beaten, ridiculed, despised. But it was for our good, wasn't it? He did it for our good. So to be conformed to the image of his son. So there's creation purposes to bring God glory, for good works, for God's pleasure. We've got the conforming over here where we're saying, okay, we've got to become conformable. We've got to not conform to the world. We've got to conform to the image of His Son. Now, here's the deal. God's design from the beginning was for us to be formed in the image of Him. The first verse we read tonight was that He created man in the image of Himself. And we just read a verse, and the goal is to conform us to the image of His Son. Did you notice the goal never changed? The goal never changed. At the beginning it was, we want to form man in the image of us, and then sin came in. And sin drove a wedge between God and man. And here we are, there's a wedge between us. So what are we going to do? Because we want, we want man to be the image of us, but there's sin in the way. So what did God do? He said, you know what, I'm going to send my son. I'm going to send my son to the earth, and he's going to take that wedge out of there. 
and we're going to be back together. And what's the goal? The goal is still the same. The goal is still the same. We want them to be in the same image of us. So through Christ, we want to become more and more like that image. So when should we, when should we change? When should we not be just ourselves? We must ask ourselves, do I see more of me or do I see more of God? Do I see more of me or do I see more of God? Is, is what I'm changing or what I'm wanting to do or not wanting to do, is it become more about me or does it become more about God? That's an interesting question to ask. Because if we answer it's me, then we must change. You is not, let me say this, me, I'm going to say you, me. If, the, if I ever come to the answer is me, I've come to the wrong answer. Okay? Because if it's about becoming more like me and, and, and having more of what I want and what I need, and it's about me, 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 it's a wrong answer every time. But if it's always about, okay, how is this going to be more about God? Is this going to move his purposes and his plans forward? Is this going to help me become more and more like him then we move. We move forward and we do that. Now let's talk about the pride illustration. Let's talk about the pride illustration a little bit. Um, I, again, I, I'm being very transparent. That's where I was in this whole deal. And so it wasn't for me about, about going and saying, okay, look, um, I, I know I've got some pride issues. I've got to be more humble. I get that. But what I've got to do is I've got to start looking through these lenses and starting to see, okay, with what I'm doing, and the way I'm carrying myself or the actions that I'm taking, are these things bringing glory to God? Are they good works? Um, are they for God's pleasure? Am I being conformed? Am I, am I starting to see more of God in my life? It, it, sometimes we, we, we look at things, we say, we've got to change. And it's not so much about taking things out, but it's more about putting things in. Does that make sense? Uh, sometimes we, 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 we have a bad habit. And so we try to focus on breaking that bad habit, breaking that bad habit. Um, I popped my knuckles. Oh, man, okay, that was disgusting. Um, I popped my knuckles. And I can try so hard not to pop my knuckles. But what I've found out is a lot of times, if, if we'll replace a bad habit with a good habit, we find more success. It's almost easier to, to, start, to start something new and good than it is to stop something bad. So for me, what I'm starting to see is that in my own life, in this pride situation, and whatever issue or problem or thing you need to change in your life, is, is, is finding those things and doing more of those things that are good. And in turn, because those things are good, they're going to turn around and you're not going to do the things that are bad. Uh, I, I read a, a really cool, uh, interesting quote about uh, pride and humility. It's from C.S. Lewis. It says, Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. I'll read that again. Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. So how does that look in my situation? It's not about me. It's all this uh, self-deprecating, you know, I'm not smart. Um, I'm not talented. Um, I could use to lose a little more weight, um, <laughs> whatever it may be. Uh, trying to, to dog myself into this point of that I'm, I'm lowering and lowering myself. It's not so much about that as it is more about, you know what, let's not really focus on trying to, to tear myself down, but why don't I focus on trying to be an encouragement and a blessing to somebody else? 
Because when I started to be an encouragement and a blessing to somebody else, then you know who, who, gets, who I start to forget about? Me. You know, pr- preacher tells the, it's a, I don't know if it's a real illustration or not, but preacher tells a story about a lady was coming in and was complaining about all this stuff and how everything was horrible in her life. And, and so the, um, you know, the, the pastor gave her a list of things to do. You know, hey, uh, Monday I want you to go down to the, to the homeless shelter and I want you to, to feed those uh, homeless people. Uh, Tuesday I want you to go down to the, uh, to the um, uh, nursing home. Thank you very much nursing home, and I want you to, 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 to love on, on, on those people. Um, hey, uh, uh, Wednesday, I want you to go work with the teenagers. Uh, they, they've got some stuff going on, and, and we really need your help there. And, um, and, and, and then, you know, we're, we, have this, we have this big bake sale coming up, and if you can bake like five, six, seven, eight of your amazing cakes, you know, that'd be awesome. And then Friday, you know, we got this big children's event, and, and, and we need you to come over there and and, uh, and just, you know, do this, or, hey, we got some foster kids that we're going to b- do a blessing to and go take them shopping or whatever it may be. Gave her this whole big list. And so um, they were supposed to meet the next week, and she never come back. <laughs> so, there's, there's, so tried to get in touch with her and said, tried to meet her next week, didn't come back. Finally saw her at church like two or three weeks later and said, hey, we're, we have an appointment. We're supposed to be, you know, finish this whole thing up. He said, Pastor, I'm so busy. I've got this going on at the homeless shelter. I got this going on at the nursing home. I got this going on with the teenagers. I got this going on. Is that, you get what I'm saying? You know where her problems went? Away. She didn't have any problems anymore. She was too busy helping somebody else with their problem. Then her problem went from this to right here. So sometimes when we look at ourselves, it's not so much about what we have to stop doing. It's about what we need to start doing. See, I have to ask myself, I have to ask myself, what is it I'm doing or how am I acting that's bringing more glory to God? That he would, that, that would he consider it good works? And would he find pleasure in it? You know, I need to get to a place and saying, okay, am I relying more on myself and my abilities than what Christ did on the cross for my sins? Do I look more like the world and how it responds when things go wrong? Or do I look more like Jesus and how he responds? Knowing that he's fully under control and he's got this covered. And no matter what, he's going to be glorified. So let's talk about these, these questions. These two questions. And, I, and what I'm going to encourage you is, is if there's something in your life that you need to change. And let me, let me encourage you here. Um, you may say, hey, Buchanan, I don't got, I'm good. There's nothing in my life that needs to be changed. Um, God may bring some people into your life that are going to point out some things that need to be changed. Uh, and you have two choices in the matter, okay? You can either bow up and get defensive and uh, argue with them. Not that I've ever done that before. Yeah, right. <laughs> Anybody tells me I got something wrong with me, I, I get defensive, okay? I'm, I'm not the only one, right, okay? I get defensive. I want to tell them, no, no, you don't understand this and you don't understand that. And in that situation, well, that was something totally different. You don't know the whole story, okay? If somebody comes up to you and says, hey, this is an area you need to improve on, receive it. Just receive it. They may be off base a little bit. That's a possibility, okay? They may be off base. But if they're coming to you, let me say this, too. Um, if you have a good enough friend that's willing to come to you and tell you the truth and love, 
Don't turn that down. I'm thankful that I have, I, I, in, in my mind, I've got a couple of friends in my life that, that they could come tell me anything and I would receive it because I knew they cared about me and I knew, I knew they loved me. Okay? But, but we can't be in a place to where we can't receive anything. If somebody comes to you and says, hey, there's an issue you need to fix, or you know of your issue and what your issue you need to fix, that when you look at your life and you say, okay, here's where the Bible is, here's where Jesus is, and if I'm saying this side is the world and this side is Christ, if I'm being honest, there's some things in my life that are on this side. If you notice those things, what I encourage you to do is I encourage you to ask these questions. Ask those two questions that I, I said, that, that I want them to be filters and lenses. Is this going to bring me closer to the purposes that I was created for. This would be a great thing to ask if you're making a decision. Is this going to be something that's going to bring me closer to the purposes I was created for? And then the second question is, in my life, whether currently now or I'm about to make a decision, am I looking and acting more like Jesus Christ? When people look at me and people look at this situation, people look at this decision, people look at my lifestyle, are they saying, wow, that person looks more and more like Christ and I can see that Christ has an influence in their life? Or would they say that, you know what, I see more of the world in them, okay? So these are the two questions and filters. Here, I, le I left you with this at the bottom. Don't try to be the best you. That sounds all great and wonderful. You know, be the best you you can be. That can be dangerous. Don't try to be the best you. Be the best of God that's in you. See the difference? It's not about you becoming the best you. It's about saying, okay, God's in me, and whatever he wants to come out of me, that's what I want to come out of me. If he wants to change directions in my life, I'm ready to change that direction. If he wants to, to, to put some habits in my life that I need, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go with those habits. If he needs to take some habits out of my life, that don't need to be there, I'm going to go that way and, and get out of those habits. But, but don't become the best version of you. Here's the deal. <laughs> um, if I become the best version of me, I've come very, very short of what God wanted for me. Because the best Buchanan versus the image of his son, I pale in comparison to becoming that. So become the best. Become, don't, don't try to be, become the best of you. Be the best of God that's in you. Okay? Now, in closing, uh, I always do this because I think it's important. We're getting done early. All right? Y'all should be happy about that. I know. Okay? <laughs> Man, y'all y'all just, y'all amen at the wrong times. Um, <laughs> uh, let me say this. Okay? Um, you can't become like someone you don't know. Okay? With God, you can find more meaning and significance in your life than you could ever imagine, ever dream. I mean, my life with Christ um, and what he's, he's done in my life and, and meant to my life and taken my life is beyond my wildest dreams. Okay? But you cannot experience the fullness of of what we're talking about tonight unless you know him.
So I encourage you, if you don't know Christ, put your faith in Him. What He did on the cross, repent and accept Him as Savior and Lord. Because I promise you, it'll be the best decision of your life. I think, we are, I think we're in a place right now in our society where we live, we, we live in a YOLO generation. You only live once. You know, it's, you know, we, we got to live life to the fullest and the whole deal. And, and I think we go after, and if we're being honest, we chase after a bunch of things when it's all said and done are going to mean nothing. Every house we live in, every car we have, even our, our friendships and our relationships, they're going to go away. They're going to go away. But the only thing that's going to last is eternity. And the only thing to, to determine where that eternity is spent is our relationship with Christ. So our relationship with Christ is paramount. Paramount. I, I'm talking to myself. Look at me. I, I like stuff and I like all, that, all the things that we get to do and careers and, and ball and schools. and all, I love all that. Don't get me wrong. That's great. But I just hope we're not pursuing after the wrong things. I want to pursue after God. I'm not doing really good at it. I'm, 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 I promise you I'm a work in progress. Um, I hope you would say the same thing about yourself. But I do, I do, I do want to encourage you and, and tonight, and this is, maybe this was too heavy, I don't know. Um, but I want to encourage you tonight because that's, that's what I want. I, I, I don't want... I don't want to, to, to come at the end of my life and people to say a bunch of nice things about me at my funeral. Um, that would be cool, but um, honestly, I, I really want people to look back at my life and say, you know what? He lived for God. And if that's all they say, if that's all they say, is that enough? I think it is, um, but if I'm being honest, I, I don't. I can't always say that my actions line up with that statement. So I don't know. Hope I encourage you. Um, God's dealing with me. God's God's really dealing with me a lot of stuff, and and uh, and putting things on the table, and and uh, and trying to live a life that's in a place of full reckless abandonment to Him. Uh, and you know what? <laughs> This is funny too. Uh, when you when you do when you go that way and go that direction, don't be surprised if you don't fall on your face a couple times, okay? Because uh, it's not going to be easy, but I think it's worth it, okay? Uh, may I pray for you, Lord? I thank you for this day.